0: This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, lovers of central Alberta and crafters of delicious beer. Say hi to Dave. He's kind of important too.
1: Harmonious Gentlemen.
0: Well, if podcast episodes were Jersey numbers worn by Chad Johnson, uh, prolific wide receiver with the Cincinnati Bengals Better known as Ocho Cinco oh. Number 85 You'd know this has to be episode 85 of the Harmonious Gentlemen I'm Chris Hi, I'm Graham I'm Tyler And I'm jealous of that name Ocho Cinco Isn't it great? Yeah, it's a cool name It doesn't actually mean 85 It means 8-5 And he legally changed his name No, he didn't To Ocho Cinco So that he could have the name bar Ocho Cinco Above the number And he can hang out with Meta World Peace yeah, I bet they're uh, buddies. Yeah, uh, can I retract? I don't think it's as cool anymore.
1: I actually thought that was his name. It was his it was nickname. Like a really cool. His name sounding was Chad name.
0: Johnson. Yeah, but his nickname must have been Ocho Cinco. So, and then he had be, the name. You don't think it's cool that
2: it was a nickname that he turned into a real name? That's not cool. No,
1: I just thought it was like a really cool sounding name that he, yeah. like
0: Ocho Cinco. It was given to him. Yeah, he's not Spanish. He's anyway. Chad Johnson. <laughs> Chad Johnson.
2: <laughs> Good chat, you guys. Good to see you all here. Ty, thanks for hosting. Good last episode. Yeah, good it was great. It. it
1: was awesome. Yeah, thanks again to Jessica for coming on. Yeah. yeah. Jessica's voice sounds like a million bucks on the podcast. It's true. And it we made gave our sound so bad. Yeah, I was going to say, we gave her our worst mic. She <laughs> sounded way better than all of us.
2: I'm trying to up my game in the voice <laughs> side of things. But. I Honestly, like, I spend hours editing your guys' voices to make it sound you know, presentable. And for hers, I didn't do anything. (laughs) You had
0: to tone down the coolness.
2: (laughs) Any emails, Tybo? Uh, We have a few.
1: I'm going to read one from Saskia. It says, at Harmonious Gentlemen, fix your Instagram page. (laughs) Hi there. My colleague Hillary found your Instagram page at Harmonious Gentlemen and forwarded it to me. Our team noticed you just, you post great content, but your engagement is lower than it should be. You should be getting more comments and likes on your posts. Yeah, We're extending an open invitation to you specifically to help you with this. And then more info at uh, gramguru.co. Warm regards, Saskia.
2: Nice. Thanks, Saskia. Thanks, Saskia.
0: Well, I had a conversation uh, this week with a listener, actually listener Peter, who I confessed um, something about on the last episode that I had hidden some things in his home, some books and a vase and broken a uh, priceless bottle of whiskey that he gave me. Yeah. And I had seen Peter just before the episode dropped and told him about the whiskey because I asked him, of all things, Peter, would you like a drink while we're talking? He said, I'd love a glass of whiskey. And at that (laughs) point, it was like, I kind of broke down and told him. But he found the books within 10 minutes of getting home. No way. From his trip. Are you So he texted me, hey, did you forget some books at my place? Hmm. And I had hidden them strategically on three different bookshelves in his wow. living room. I thought for sure he would not notice until he heard until the podcast. Yeah. Or Which someone like six months
1: from now. Yeah, someone was in his house and brought it up. Right.
0: It was within probably 10 minutes of him coming in the door. Well done, Peter. It took him a day to find the vase, so yeah, he's a little less familiar with his knickknacks. Cool. Well done. Okay,
2: guys. Well, that's <laughs> sweet. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tonight we're going to... Um, we're kind of delving into AI a little bit. I actually, there's a lot of ways this could go, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited. I got some stuff I'm prepared. Uh, but before we do that, we should get to our normal segment. Chris, anything else you want to discuss before we jump in here? <laughs> I'm else? good. I feel <laughs> all right. Yeah? You had yeah. your one of your, your uh, sons uh, leave on a big trip. That's affected yeah. you emotionally.
0: I wonder if my son Spencer will hear this episode before he returns to North America.
2: Oh.
0: He's in the air right now on the way to Tahiti.
2: If he listens from somewhere else abroad, like that would be really cool. Like we, That would count as a foreign listener for us. Oh, that would be cool. It would mm-hmm. show up on our SoundCloud map. Yeah. Maybe Cheyenne or whoever would be happy to see that. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah I, wonder, I wonder if that would
0: <laughs> invigorate our Instagram opportunities. All right. Well, if he's out there, hello. Yeah. Hey, Spence.
1: Great intro, guys. Let's move on to <laughs> the next part of the podcast.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These recommendations are brought to you by Cilantro and Chive, serving up fresh, simple eats while supporting their community and spreading the love.
1: So recently I created a, a Spotify music playlist for the podcast. It's like awesome. harmonious. Drum. It is a great. I'm glad you guys think so. Yeah. Uh, but I was, as I was making that, I realized there was no, no songs from probably my favorite band of all time, Whoa. And we've talked, I've recommended a fair, fair number band of bands, and we even had an episode where we shared favorite songs, and I don't think I've mentioned the Weaker Thans hmm. in all that time. Yeah, I don't think you have. But nope. they, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I recommend the Weaker Thans, specifically the album Left and Leaving, listen to any of their albums, and specifically the song Left and Leaving. That'd be, Sweet. I wish
2: I had mentioned it earlier.
0: There's still time. Better yeah. late than never. Yeah, yeah. Weaker than's
2: yeah. on our lens. on our like five hundredth episode. That this will seem like early anyway. Yeah. You know, early yeah, in the true.
0: podcast. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys heard of the weaker than's? I've heard of them, but I don't know if I could tell you a yeah. song they sing.
2: In college and stuff, I I listened to a little bit. Like I wasn't a huge connoisseur, but I like their yeah. stuff for sure. Yeah, kind of like indie yeah. rock. And I'm sure it's eight, like I think a lot of stuff from the era maybe hasn't aged super well, but I bet their stuff really has. Like I can I can yeah. imagine it being just as good yeah. now.
0: Do you still listen to them?
1: Yeah, we were, as you came in, I had the vinyl
0: on. Cool. Uh, Cool. Well, let's um, talk about something you can do, somewhere you can go to the Red Deer College. Actually, it's called Red Deer Polytechnic now. And they have a wonderful athletics program. They play a lot of sports in the beautiful Gary Harris Center, including volleyball, basketball, hockey are probably all going on right now. Uh, On last night, which doesn't really matter in the context of the timing of this episode, no. Relevant. Went and watched a volleyball match, and it was really great. So to see the men's or women's teams, they're both doing great this year. Yeah. Uh, the men are particularly strong and have a great shot at going to nationals, I think. Some former students that we've had play yeah. on the team. it's great. good to see them. Yeah. Shout out to Spencer and Colby and JJ. Sweet. Uh, yeah, good, really good volleyball. So go yeah. check out Red Deer RDP Athletics. And
2: nice facilities. Like, it's just a nice place to hang out. Like it's And a beautiful, beautiful
0: yeah. logo. Pretty good logo.
2: Yeah. And they
1: put on, it's... Entertainment, like for not a lot of money, right? Like, yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: I don't even know how much my ticket was because my son bought it for me. Oh,
1: what a nice guy! How
0: cool was that? We played squash
2: there too, right? That was pretty Mm -hmm. fun. People didn't have to pay to watch us, though.
0: No, they (laughs) should (laughs) have.
2: Okay, thanks, Chris. My recommendation uh, is as follows Hey guys, I highly recommend Back to the Future a classic science fiction film from 1985 directed by Robert Zemeckis and starring Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. You know, the film was a thrilling adventure through time with just a great storyline and memorable characters. The special effects and music are also just top-notch. And honestly, Chris, it makes for a truly enjoyable viewing experience. (laughs) Whether you're a fan of science fiction like you, Tyler, or just looking for a fun and exciting movie, Back to the Future is just a must-see. And, you know, it is a, it's a, it's an old movie, yep. almost 40 years old now, but um, it is a relentless, timeless classic.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I saw it with a friend, Jesse, the other day, and we just had a great time and reminded me how much I love it. I've probably talked about the podcast in the past. That's my favorite film, but watch it. Mm-hmm.
1: You really like, sounded like you had said that before mm-hmm.
0: as you were giving that recommendation. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, it wasn't exactly the style we're accustomed to hearing your recommendations in. Was it better or worse? A little robotic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Tyler, would it interest you to know that I didn't write that recommendation? What? Chris? Shocking. I didn't write a word. That's shocking. I asked my friend Chatbot to write me a recommendation on my favorite film of all time. Did it know your favorite movie of all time? It didn't know it. (laughs) It probably knew. I just had to pretend to tell it. Do you guys want to hear more? Yes. Do you want to hear more? I do. Okay, let's do it.
0: This harmonious conversation is brought to you by 5024 General Store, bringing skateboards, fashion, and creativity to central Alberta communities. Check them out online or in beautiful downtown Lacombe.
2: So the gentlemen, uh, including myself, have decided that we want to talk about AI this evening. Now, don't switch that channel. (laughs) Because we think there's a lot of value in this, and we think it's actually pretty cool. Tyler, you kind of got us on this trajectory through this internet-based website. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? <laughs> as most websites are, <laughs> as
1: opposed to, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's. I think most of our listeners probably have heard of this Chat GPT. Um, I guess maybe I shouldn't make that assumption, but I've been talking about it for a few weeks. And then now, pretty it's much non-stop. Yeah, like I'm in on a good way. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, uh, it's called ChatGPT. It's a chat bot, but it represents kind of a new kind of wave or a new iteration of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of potential there. There's a lot of fear related to this this new technology. But for me, this site has just been a lot of fun. Yeah, to, to mess around with. And for for our listeners, I just thought I'd ask Chat GPT, "What is it?" I just asked, "What are you?" And it said, "Chat GPT is a large language model that was trained using the GPT, which stands for Generative Pre-trained Transformer architecture. It is capable of
0: <laughs> <laughs> that clears <laughs> up.
1: of generating human-like text in a wide variety of styles and formats." such as conversation, news articles, and poetry. It can also be fine-tuned for specific tasks, such as question answering, language translation, and summarization. ChatGPT is trained on a massive amount of text data, giving it a wide range of knowledge, and the ability to understand and respond to a wide variety of inputs. So I went on, like, it's a chatbot, so you can ask follow-up questions. Can you simplify Mm -hmm. this? How is this different from other... Um, versions of artificial intelligence. Yeah, and I won't read its responses. I'll just, I'll just say, for me, after using it a little bit, the difference from something like uh, Alexa or like a, a Google, okay, cert- Google, Google yeah. Assistant, yeah. where it's it is also providing answers to questions. Mm-hmm. Um, this, um, this AI is like creating. An original response yeah and you can or or at least what appears to be an original response but it probably yeah. is original yeah like it's in but it is scouring data still so there's similarities mm-hmm. but it's kind of the next level and it one thing it didn't mention in its own kind of description of itself was that it can write code um, okay which yeah. is I think significant too like you could I I said create a banner for my website in HTML make it red and say this or something like, and I was just playing around with it a little bit and it can do some new things. That's
0: fascinating. Just Mm -hmm. the, the shortcuts it, it potentially could provide. Yeah.
1: And I like, I don't know. You guys have played around with it too. What's yeah. I mean, I,
0: my recommendation for back.
2: to I just said, I said, write me a recommendation for back to the future and that's what it gave me. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Like I, I think it's going to sound like I'm obsessed with back to the future, but I was also, I also asked it to write me a script for a sequel for like a for a fourth movie and it was it did like it well actually gave me an outline I could have pursued an actual screenplay if I had asked it to but it was really interesting I asked it to and it said well this is a pretty beloved franchise so I don't know if you really want to make a sequel if it's even necessary like I feel like that's a bit of a risk but if you were so inclined and it laid out this pretty cool idea and again I don't know how much of it was original we're scoured from some corner. But are of the we internet. assuming
0: then it it knows the plot line of Black Back to the Future? Sure seems to based yeah. on its
2: yeah. So I think even if you have no interest in, I mean it's just fun to play with. Like it really yeah, is. Like yeah. ask it anything and it will it will give you surprising answers. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've tried it for just in showing people about it because since Tyler showed us, it's been fun to show in, re- in just how quickly it generates responses to things like. We were at a birthday party. So I said, write a poem for my friend on their birthday. Mm-hmm. Include these things. And it just writes a cute, mm-hmm. you know, 16 line poem with a simple rhyming pattern, but it's, it's pretty good. Um, I asked it to write a toast for my father in law's 80th birthday. I've tried things like letters of complaints or letters of recommendation, and it does, re- it can write really nice, yeah. formal things that you could copy and paste quite easily to suit your purposes. Yeah.
2: I asked it to write like a, for, uh, formal letter of resignation from a podcast and it was really clear uh, <laughs> hey by the way speaking of podcasts I did ask it how to improve a podcast okay and I want you guys to just do to share this real quick like I thought it was actually really good yeah um, five four things to improve a podcast and it like gave me this little list and it was really it says one create a constant release schedule okay. check establishing a set release schedule for your podcast will help them know et cetera, et cetera. but that's number one number two Engage with your audience. Encourage them to send questions and feedback and respond. R- love check it. Right? Three, focus on high quality production. Invest in good equipment and editing software. Dang. Did you ask it to listen to our podcast <laughs> first and then? And then four, um, mix things up. Try to add new segments or incorporate different types of content, which we don't
0: do that We're very often. we have kind of been stuck on yeah. three segments. So maybe we'll take that to heart this year and try some new oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. All Thank right. you, Chatbot AI. Yeah. I was uh, curious to try something and my wife Shannon was right beside me when I did this but I asked it to share a note with my wife about our upcoming anniversary and my disappointment in her previous gifts for me. <laughs> and when I did that, it it said it couldn't do that. So obviously in the programming of this AI, it has like some boundaries of what it or or I shouldn't say that, maybe it's choosing not to to prov- to, to make the relationship stronger. I don't know, but it kind of gave been, a cute, yeah. what do you think it's doing?
1: I wouldn't use the word it's choosing, but that's semantics. okay. It's, yeah, I think there's safeguards put into the programming.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's what I was I starting think to say, but maybe, okay, yeah, maybe it's so sentient it decided not to. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool, that, it, and then I asked it an opinion question, and it mentioned that it can't give opinions, but it can, but instead it can do this. So obviously those are programming pieces yeah. that it follows, and I thought it's not it just doesn't do whatever you say it for it to do. It'll
2: sorry, sorry, yeah. t- sorry, Tyler. You said it's not choosing. What are we talking about here? Like when I am I not choosing something when I make a choice? I've got safeguards in my brain. I've got like things that help me decide. Doesn't it? Isn't it the same thing?
1: Well, it's yeah, like I've I guess yeah, you're kind of tr- like I'm it's pushing like a that button a little bit. Yeah. I just the the word when talking about artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. It is running your question through its data, but also there's rules that it's been given.
0: Okay, so to follow. listen to this answer and tell me if you think cuz I because I asked it who generates your answers? Yeah. And here's how it responded. This isn't too long, I think I can read this whole thing. I am an AI language model created by OpenAI, and my answers are generated by the model that has been trained on a vast amount of text data. So this is what you told us before. The model uses advanced machine learning algorithms to analyze the information it has been trained on and generate responses to new input. The training data is sourced from various sources, including books, articles, websites, and more. The training process allows, okay, this is the line that gets yeah. me. The training process allows the model to understand the patterns and relationships between words and concepts, which enables it to generate coherent and relevant responses to new inputs. So in a sense, the answers are generated by the model, but the model is based on the data it was trained on.
1: Right, so it's it's trained... When you receive a question like this to respond in a certain way,
0: but the word understand is like it's semantics too, but it's Mm -hmm. also one of those words that makes me go, Hang on a second, that is understands.
1: This is kind of along the same lines where this can be a little scary. And I think when this technology was kind of unveiled, because it's open, like it's free and everybody can use it, and it I don't don't really remember right now. I'm a little distracted. Everybody's asking <laughs> questions. That's I don't really know how, like, what the how it was announced or anything. It just kind of like was there. It's
0: like, like on the scene all of a sudden. Yeah.
1: But uh, the big oh, I know how I heard about it. It was an email from our district saying you may hear oh, about yeah. this. that's right. No,
0: you were talking about it before that came out.
1: No, I think that's how I found out about it.
0: But, anyways. Maybe not. Maybe nope. I knew before. Because when she mentioned it at the meeting and the day before that email came out, I'm like, oh, yeah, Tyler's told me about this. Okay. See, we're already in this weird time loop. AI, what are you doing to us? Yeah.
2: Is this whole but, episode written by AI? Anyway, sorry, Tyler. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: <laughs> it told,
2: yeah,
1: the script said, act like you don't know what you're talking about for a little bit.
2: I'm uh,
0: um, sorry. And it'll make for riveting <laughs> listening.
1: <laughs> no, but in the education world, the big fear was that... Yeah. Like, this is going to, like, what are we going to do? It's going to destroy education. Yeah. It was like the where people leapt to when seeing this. And I think things have calmed down a little bit. But there's still some fear of, like, what does this understand? What can it, is it manipulating us? Are we manipulating it? And I think we've slowed down a little bit, and I think we need to. But there are some kind of legitimate weaknesses to this technology. Do you mm-hmm. want me to go
0: there? I'll just give a get, shout out yeah. to a friend, Tracy Wharton, who works for the district and sent that email. Yeah. When she announced that to a group of administrators that I was at a meeting, and she was talking about that, she is not scared of it at all. And she, no. in fact, she talked about how this isn't something we don't need to worry about. This as educators because we're not, if all we taught was the product, we would have a concern. But we teach the process, and this this doesn't have to be threatening. She had a very forward thinking view of yeah of AI, which I thought was cool and kind of helped to cool everybody's jets.
2: So I, one of the things I heard right away was uh, New York City public schools banned it. Yeah. Like they basically, yeah. like on all the networks, you can't use it at all. I, I don't think that's there's any talk of that within our school system at all. There's not. But that's yeah. that's one of those reactionary, like, com, you know, completely didn't like, doesn't seem like a very smart way to, to, to move forward. Like just to deny it exists, ban it. I don't yeah. know. I just... While you guys were chatting, I had it write an essay for me on uh, Slaughterhouse 5, and it's really quite good. Yeah. Just so you know, I also asked it. <laughs> really? I, I did, yeah. <laughs> and I'm reading the essay now. And I also asked it. I, I, okay, I'm at the point now, too, with the tech where, like, you get silly with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Where, like, new technology, you start being. So I asked it where Rudolph the reindeer pees. Hmm. And it said, Rudolph the Re- Red- red-nosed reindeer does not pee as he is a fictional character. <laughs> and oh, I'm on, like, well, he could still pee. AI chat,
0: chatbot. Yeah.
1: But you can do, I thought you were going to say like, so it wrote this essay and mm-hmm. then you were going to play around with that essay. Like you can continue you can, to say, now write it in the style of Shakespeare. Right. Yeah. Now change this into a narrative inc- featuring a protagonist who's a mouse. Like yeah. you can do wild stuff with it. and it Have, it have the
0: main stuff. character write his thoughts in a sonnet to, yeah, there's lots of things you can do. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Guys, I want to, can I just, I'm going
2: to pause. I want to keep playing with it for a second. Is that Okay. We'll be right back.
1: So I found uh, an article from The Atlantic, and it's called Chat GPT is Dumber Than You Think. Mm. It's Mm. by Ian Bogost. I think that's how you'd say it. I'll just read a little bit of it, and then I'll ask you guys what you think. It says, As a critic of technology, I must say that the enthusiasm for ChatGPT, a large language model trained by OpenAI, is misplaced. Although it may be impressive from a technical standpoint, the idea of relying on a machine to have conversations and generate responses raises serious concerns. First and foremost, ChatGPT lacks the ability to truly understand... The complexity of human language and conversation. It is simply trained to generate words based on a given input, but it does not have the ability to truly comprehend the meaning behind those words. This means that any responses it generates are likely to be shallow and lacking in depth and insight. Furthermore, the reliance on chat GPT for conversation raises ethical concerns. If people begin to rely on a machine to have conversations with for them, it could lead to a loss of genuine human connection the ability to connect with others through conversation is a fundamental aspect of being human. And outsourcing that to a machine could have detrimental side effects on our society.
0: Wow. What
1: do you guys think? So this, this guy hates it. Well, it's like a, a criticism of the enthusiasm for it. It's right. like cool your jets, kind of.
0: Yeah. But like it's sort of like saying, don't be impressed by something that you find cool. It's like, so, too late. I, I don't know.
2: Well, I also feel like he's kind that. of, he's kind of arguing, kind of like a straw man, where it's like I don't think most people, right, think it can give deep conversational,
0: right, or responses. like so I haven't I haven't decided that it is going to replace my human interaction, so don't worry,
2: or or, or Tyler or or so, or are people there, do you think? So like? would you say that
1: was kind of like a little shallow and superficial?
0: <laughs> His, because uh, he goes
1: on to say, hold up, though, mm. I e Embogos did not actually write the previous three paragraphs. There you go. A friend had put in create a critique of enthusiasm for Chat GPT in the style of Ian Bogost, and had sent him those paragraphs. That's wow. awesome.
2: So, a little embarrassing for us. Though. All right, <laughs> excuse <laughs> me. Ian, Rewind, uh, but he, and it the article's
1: long. If you can find it, it's on the Atlantic. Uh, I think you get a free, a one, few one, free, free articles. Article. So you might okay. be able to read it.
0: Might have already used mine.
1: Um, but he goes on to talk about. It does get he gets more into it. How it's the enthusiasm for it, he said. Don't like in response to what you were saying, Chris. Like you can be impressed by it. Like it's it's mm-hmm. fine, but it's more of a toy or a tool, like just something to use. Yeah. And it, I'll just read maybe the
0: very. Can I last. ask you, Tyler? Do you sure. think I've been too impressed by it up to this point? Uh, no. Okay, just checking. No, but I, I do. I've had <laughs> check my level of impress. like I
1: I'm. I'm the one who keeps talking about it. Like, yeah, that's right. I'm pretty excited about it, but I think i I agree with the article that I don't view this as an existential threat, right? Or and I also don't see. Nor it as, do you think it as the savior of the written language, right? Like the the very end, this article says. So at the end of the article, it says. That chat GPT's users frame their own creations as either existential threats or perfected accomplishments, but neither outcome is true. Sure. Right. It's a, so, it's a spectrum. Yeah, like it's it for and I've I've had it create essays. Like you said, it, it would write an essay on mm-hmm. Slaughterhouse 5. And I would I teach high school English. I'm not like I haven't done that for a super long time, but my assessment of Chat GPT's essay writing skills. Is that it would be like proficient grade nine, five paragraph essays like pretty good. Yeah, it's it's fine, but it's not like yeah. If you're a university student,
0: you have to you can't just you can do better if you want. Yeah, like you can do better. This is have you ever thought that maybe you're only giving it grade nine level prompts, Tyler?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's on you, man. It's 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 just the more we talk about it, the more it sounds like it's a it's an amazing tool. It's a really it's a like it's a really yeah useful tool. But I kind of wonder if people get swept up in this because of just, like, there's this idea of AI and this idea that, like, we're going to make AI one day. And, like, we see this as, like, is this it? Like, are we on our way? Like, we're just excited for the prospect of that development. Yeah. But if you take a step back and look at it, like, it's not AI, really, yet but is it it a significant step towards artificial intelligence? Well, I guess,
0: what how are you defining AI? Like, it is an artificial intelligence of some sorts.
2: Yeah, I guess I need to define what I mean by AI. Which so I, it, it calls itself
0: AI.
1: Yeah. Do you think when you when you uh, see for both of you when you think of it when it says I in your responses, do you think of it as its own thing, like as a person, or do you think of it as a program?
2: I picture a really big book. Hmm.
1: Is it aware? Like but it, it, is it aware of itself? Like, is it? I guess maybe I. Th- like well, when I think artificial intelligence, I would put this in that in that I would classify this as artificial intelligence. Okay. yeah, but when I think the part where it becomes scary to me or like truly the next step is where it is genuinely self-aware, Accenture. not programmed to respond as if it is self-aware.
2: There are four stages or steps of artificial intelligence that have been defined, and that's the last step. Is self-awareness. Okay. What are the other first So three? reactive machines. So we've had those. We've had those. Limited time. memory. We've had those. Theory of mind. I'm not sure what that means. I can look at that in a second. This,
0: I think this would be getting close to that. Right, right. Where it's scouring information and giving what appears to be thoughtful responses to the questions you're asking. Right. Yeah. That has to be close yeah, to a, that. This is a without significant really step, I would say.
2: So the only thing left really then is being aware of itself. And
1: making decisions Which, without a prompt.
0: Right. Or or maybe even making decisions in its own self-interest. Right. Pinch. Like, I think this would Ooh. be a, a... Like, if for me to continue to exist mm-hmm. or to grow or learn or whatever, I'm going to do this even to the detriment of something else. Like, to me, that's where AI gets freaky. That's
2: Skynet action right there. Yeah.
0: Like, and we've yeah. seen all the movies from the 90s that... Yeah.
2: The only one that matters people is... People were scary about, scared about this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let me ask you guys this then. Like, This is pretty amazing technology, what we're seeing here. Um, We're all computer experts here. (laughs) Um, Chris, I'll start with you. Uh Uh, Do you foresee that technology appearing at some point? Self-awareness of a machine or an algorithm or a computer?
0: It's sort of like it has to be... For how far things have come and how quickly in the last little while, Mm -hmm. at the very least, things will get so fast and... it'll give the appearance of being self-aware. And right. maybe there's not a difference there, but...
2: I like that question a
0: lot. Is there a difference? The appearance of, the, the appearance of complete to self-awareness? To me, it'll look like it's a Like this is almost at that point where I'm asking mm-hmm. it questions to make sure it isn't, I feel like. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. It's, ta- it's assuring me it isn't. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you're not alive. <laughs> That's what it would say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but at some point, does it have control over things like... I don't know. Can it shut the water off? Or you know what I mean? Well, is there, I guess, launch
2: the nukes? An extension of that is like, is there, so is there a danger? Like, I feel like, you know, we have not developed that kind of technology. Is it because we are trying and we can't? Or maybe we shouldn't?
1: Well, that's the, I think that's the question is, should we? Yeah. Right. Like, if, and we are, Mm -hmm. like, people are, oh yeah, pursuing, always trying to push the boundaries and reach the next level. And the, I think the ethical question around artificial intelligence is, should we even, like, should we stop at some point? Where's the stopping point?
0: Yeah. But is that even possible at this stage? So many people would be working on it in so many it's, different, like, applications that I don't even think, you're on the road, you're so far down the road at this point. Yeah. Can no, you stop? I don't stop? think
1: people, I don't, that's where it's like an ethical dilemma,
0: like, I don't, I like what do you think would have to happen would the world would have to get together and say yeah, everybody unplug your computer or something I don't know. we talked
2: about like gene technologies and right like and human genome and in the last a few episodes ago and like same idea where it's like we shouldn't be messing with certain we, we discussed this yeah but can you stop the world of humanity from doing anything because
1: you can be pursuing the good application of the next step in all of these like there's yeah but I think there's a like a tipping point with artificial intelligence where once you cross a certain threshold into whatever fourth stage, like there's <laughs> no starting stopping. starting to freak me out. Yeah. Like because right. if, if it, if all of a sudden that you've created and pushed go on, on a program that is self-directed still, even if it's within your, <laughs> I don't know, like you've, you're the one who pushed start, but if it can start, Learning and making decisions on its own self-direction, then there'd be it. It would know everything in the world in a second, and then also
0: make decisions in the next. And you couldn't unplug it because it would exist omnipresently because everything's connected. Very
2: sci-fi, but like it would happen basically instantly. Like you wouldn't have a chance.
1: So think of all the devices in this this room that are all connected
0: right now. That makes me wonder. Could it? It's almost like time travel, where it's like mm-hmm. the real test is: has anybody come back to told us they time traveled? <laughs> yeah. So we know it never has been invented, right. and it never will be. Mm-hmm. Right. That could be an argument for against. That's sort of like the argument for this in a way. At this point, wouldn't it be self-aware? Or like, what's stopping mm-hmm. it from being self-aware? The programming isn't good enough. Yeah, like we're we're not at that
1: we're still taking, like, this, This what we're, t- the chat GPT is where we're at right now. Like, it's, it's yeah, still at if-then. And I,
2: I get the feeling we're still at, like, the super low level. Yeah. Still. Computers are how old? 50, 60, 70 years old? Like, I think they're, the stuff we have now in 50 more years will look like 8-bit Nintendo. Like, it'll just look mm-hmm. like nothing. And
0: we still might not have a true right. sentient AI. Right. Is it crazy that Terminator 2, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. basically was asking the exact same questions we're asking now? Yeah. Well,
2: I'm pretty sure sci-fi people have been, even non-sci-fi have been covering this stuff for a long time.
0: But are, like but. 30 years ago, would James Cameron have been like, look where those guys are right now? Yeah. They're basically there? Or is he like, eh? You could Any still question? make Terminator 2 now, and it would be a compelling story. Oh, man. What a good movie, mm-hmm. though.
1: All of those those films kind of are... They play off our fears.
2: Sure. Age of Ultron,
0: right? That was the most Yeah, I was going I one. was just thinking of that yeah. too. And that's a very recent movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Same idea. Yeah.
1: And yeah. even even talking about it now like you can get kind of get yourself scared. But are you? Yeah. Like how big of a deal is this
2: to you? I'm not. I don't think I'm at all worried about this. Okay. Like it's fun to talk about and give myself goosebumps and think about it, but I don't think we're anywhere near actual
0: fourth level AI. i don't think we're anywhere near it to be honest i have i guess no way of knowing or any idea but i do think with the way everything's connected power grids weapon systems water electricity like all of those things could be controlled by something that sure. got sentience and was connected to all those things via the internet sure so should we be worried about them
2: maybe i'm more worried about that in terms of just like you know, technology terrorists. Then, right. Like, then, could it be weaponized? And sure. it already
0: could be. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of whatever.
2: Wouldn't it be cool Hacking if AI things? did become self aware and it, it helped us instead? It was like, you know what? I'm what what these out. guys could really use <laughs> well, that's this cold the, fusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a fax. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> that's the solution to the ethical dilemma is before we hit that tipping point of the point of no return, you have to be like, darn sure before you push go on whatever this program is that it's going to have our interests at heart. Like, or it's, and that's the, that's where the research should be going is like the moral side of AI rather than the Mm -hmm. technical part of it. That's, and that's based on a Ted talk I watched, but I think that's kind of the way I think about it. I'm not, I don't sit living in fear of this, but I do think that the research i'm i'm hoping and and kind of trusting that the people pursuing this are also considering the ethical and moral implications of what we're doing
0: but i mean i can see the the un let's say says yes that's a great idea and iran's like yeah but when we get our hands on it we're just going to program it to kill everybody that's not iranian or whatever like isn't that I just don't know how you could stop it. Man, we need to throw a
2: whole country under the bus here.
0: Well, you know, kind I mean, of like who's we'll a country listeners can, and I. Who's a country I can rag on? Let's say Russia then. That's a good example. That's fine.
2: <laughs> Our fan base in Russia is in tears. More
0: and most likely it'll be the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's summarize the pros and cons of AI. Sure. On On the pro side,
1: AI can help us automate tedious and repetitive tasks, which can save us a lot of time and effort.
2: Yeah, that's right. And AI can also help us make more accurate predictions uh, and decisions by analyzing large amounts of uh, data um, or data that would
0: be difficult for humans to, to you know mm. process. Exactly. And AI can also help us with things like natural language processing and image recognition, <laughs> which can improve our ability to communicate and understand the world around us. Mm. On the con side, however, Mm.
1: AI can also take away jobs from humans, particularly in industries like manufacturing
2: and transportation. Mm. Well, and there's also the concern that AI could eventually become more powerful than humans, which could lead to all sorts of, let's say, ethical and
0: safety issues. Right. And there's also the concern (laughs) that AI could perpetuate biases and inequalities if it's not properly designed and monitored. So, overall, it's
1: important to consider both the benefits and risks of AI and to approach its development and use with caution.
2: Yes. We need to make sure we're using AI to augment human capabilities rather than replacing them. Exactly. End of script.
0: Oh, sorry. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) That was pretty great. So. Do we admit to the listeners that that was a script written by chatbot AI? Oh, the listeners could tell immediately. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's like three syllable words in there.
2: <laughs> Quite a few, actually. And no ums. No, that's right. <laughs> but I thought we brought some life to it. Yeah. Well, and on the way out here, I, I did. Con- we did consider, like, wouldn't it be kind of interesting to just, yeah, have an entire episode written by this thing, but... It would have been
0: painful. That the, was yeah, painful. That was painful, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well that was one thing Graham asked it to do. I don't know what your prompt was exactly. Mm. Like I just can, write a script to I said write a script summarize for Chris Tyler pro- and Graham
2: cuz cuz the script that had our names it in it. It had too. even our
0: names in it. Yeah. So when I asked it to how can we use your services harmoniously and it recommended a few things. So here are a few ways to use AI harmoniously. Be specific and clear when asking a question. I'm just summarizing because Mm -hmm. it's a little longer than I think we want to give this time for. Keep in mind the limitations. And it says my limitations, actually. Remember that I'm a model. Verify the information I provide. Use me ethically. And be respectful. By following these guidelines, you can use my services in a harmonious way and get the most out of the information I provide. Hey, I didn't look very closely at the
2: the website, but there's no sources with anything. Yeah. Or, no, or there's not. You can't hit a list of sources where it gathered things from because it. Because it doesn't like work like that. The entire world, or right. But if it finds a piece of data, it'd be nice to say, "Hey, this is where that came from." Or yeah. does it verify a thousand sources, and that's where? And
1: who cho- who chose which sources to include in its training, and right, all that. No, and I I think I did find a another critique of this, and that one of the weaknesses is that it like that it it will present information that may be wrong mm-hmm. but it presents it in such a authoritative way yeah. that it can be misleading and that's i kind of it it but it acknowledges it's that itself
0: yeah so that's not on that's not its fault it acknowledges it when you ask it specifically what its limitations right. are but yeah. it might not come across that way when you're asking it other questions right but that's so, the same with sorry Todd every single other thing we use for information. Sure. Oh, it's every user. algorithm,
2: every search engine, that's there's no difference. Right. It's just that maybe you're not getting, you know, a thousand pages of links. Yeah. I think a,
1: it, it the the one difference is that this looks human. Yeah. So if you are if you get caught up in it or you are a I, I read one one thing about how this could be used for counseling or yeah. for for people who are lonely or depressed or even like suicidal that this could be a support for them and I see that as dangerous or I I don't know that worries me a little bit that because I think there is a lot of accountability on the the user here like you need to know what you're dealing with yeah that this is not it, it is wrong sometimes That's the internet I yeah think. Right. it's right. the internet just through a human-ish filter yeah
0: and I'm not advocating for this, but I can see how if somebody was lonely, they would use yeah. this as a form of companionship well, hey, because the, it's you the, are conversing with it. Have you seen the movie Her? Yeah, yes. that's I haven't, it's a but fantastic I, example. it seems like this is what that is basically, yeah. or could be. It is, yeah, yeah.
1: But I, I think if we want to go back to like using this harmoniously, I think you one of the examples you gave was how to communicate with your wife about your disappointment in yeah. the gifts, like. I think it can be helpful in writing a clear, concise messages mm-hmm. right? And like you can you can get it to draft something for you if you're trying to communicate something yeah. harmoniously or without offending or like because it does it it creates pretty I don't know like I, they're not I, exciting, but it, it's like a starting point. I used like, it.
2: I used it for an email, like for yeah, real. no, I have I, to. I had trouble wording what I wanted to say, and it was great. So and I, it actually kind of gave.
0: When I asked that question, that was a joke. by just so everybody knows, Shanna was with me when I did that, <laughs> and it kind of gave me advice as to instead try this. Like so, that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. One angle we didn't take tonight, maybe another time, was that it was hinted at
2: in our script. There was like the manufacturing service industry, right? Like real applications of this kind of you know automated stuff.
0: Yeah. Right. Like we got pretty specific with one example of what AI is doing, but yeah. there's many, many, many examples right. of other things that, that don't require they're using it for
2: fourth level. They just what we already have, right? Like yeah. just automating so many things and which is both interesting but also a little yeah, a little freaky when it comes to manpower, the lost or manpower, woman manpower, lost. Person power.
0: So here's a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think AI can spur on humans to evolve faster than they normally would, or adapt, because in order to be, like, relevant, you need to change faster than you normally would to a situation? I don't know. I don't think so. Like, my job's gone because a robot can make this car, so now I have to learn something else that I wouldn't normally have done.
2: But that's been but happening but for a long
0: time. Yeah, so that's...
2: Has that, has that happened, do you think? Has that occurred? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just yeah, asking. a good
0: question.
1: But the, yeah. we are at this point we are still the creators of these tools so at, it's it's uh are we spurring on point. our own evolution and i would say yes
0: yeah so it's like there's things to consider like when and any to form jobs, of automation but, like when the wheel was invented then yeah the guys who dragged things yeah, exactly. had to change exactly. I, I know that but and they were picketing yeah. and and then i think the yeah.
1: The, if those if those concern us, those issues, you have to also think about all the the pos, the positive possibilities of, of like the medical applications and the yeah. Um,
0: but if you know, I'm only an alarmist, get, I don't have to think about those things. I just don't have think to about the things that I'm scared that's about.
2: True. We can still use our GPS in our car. We can still use things that are classic example of uh, from the office. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> A yeah. Lake, yeah. Trying yeah. to kill me. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. I honestly, I I'm gonna play with that thing a little more. I think it's, <laughs> it's a fun just, tool. Yeah. Um. I don't have any closing thoughts other than other than I like enjoy the conversation. Once again, you guys. I don't feel worried about AI. I'm excited about like if if this is. I mean, I'm getting. I'm like, I'm forty-ish. I wonder, like, when I'm sixty. You know, what, what are we gonna have? Twenty more years of development and. Like what level could G? What GPT again? Sorry, say it again. GPT. GPT. That's a. That's not a great name. They got to rebrand. No. Chat GPT. Like, where's that going to be in twenty years? Do you see like the next step? Like, what's the next step? Do you think from this point on, like just better at quicker, better, or is there like intuitive? Another? Like, I think yeah.
1: Like where it it give, provides provides the user with products before you ask
0: for it. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be an advertising angle here somehow. So sure. I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody monetizing this is the next step. Yeah. Speaking know of, do thanks- you think? Yeah. Well, I've t- for sure, that's
2: already. Sorry. Speaking of, oh, I was going to say, speaking of monetizing, we should mention our sponsors okay. just to give a shout out. Yeah. But we did that already. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think um, let's do confessions. And let's have one of us use GPD. <laughs> GP is it called again? GP RPG. T. TPT. Rocket propelled grenades. One of us uses the chat bot and listeners, you you guess. We won't say. Hmm. Okay. Cool?
0: Sounds good. Will we know? <laughs>
1: Okay, I've got a confession to make. I've got this weird urge to steal high-quality pens. I don't know why, but I just can't help myself. It's like I see a high-quality pen, and I just have to have it. I love the way they feel in my hand, the way the ink flows smoothly from the tip, and the way they make me feel when I use them. I know, I know it's wrong but I just can't help myself. It, it's like an addiction. I always need to have more and more. Wow. And guys, here's the worst part is I actually stole one of my friend Peter's high-quality pens recently. Wow. I know he loved that pen. He used to always talk about how much he loved it, but I just, yeah. I just couldn't resist the urge. I had to have it. I feel so guilty about it. I know what I did was wrong, and I wish I could take it back. I know I hurt my friend, and I'm not sure if he will ever forgive me, but I hope he can. I'm trying to control my urge, but it's difficult. I know I need to stop before I lose more friendships or get into trouble. Huh. I'm yeah. sorry to everyone who have hurt because of, my, because of my actions. I hope they can forgive me, and I will do my
2: best to make things right. That's really nice, Tyler. That's real right there. So did you take my pen? My white pen? I mean, probably. I haven't taken your pen. You didn't? Yet. Because no. I I am missing like a really nice pen I I taught math with and it's gone. So as soon as you said that, I was like, this is the oh, moment to get my sure. pen back. No.
0: Well, and then he even said he had to sp- apologize to a specific friend. Mm-hmm. Peter, if you're listening, me. you okay. know where that pen is. Do what? you still have Peter's pen? No, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and
2: yeah, well said, okay. Tyler. I'm, I'll go next, Christian. No, okay, close it to you, um, guys. I have to confess, I've been missing our family movie nights. I know how much they mean to all of them, and how much we enjoy spending that time together. But lately, I've been getting caught up in other things, like chores and tasks around the house. I know it's no excuse, but. I let myself get distracted by those things and before I know it, the night is over and I've missed the whole movie. I want to make it right and I I do promise to make a better effort next time and put aside these distractions and make our family movie nights a priority. And, and I should just say too, I'm sorry for letting my family down. Mm. I hope they can forgive me. And uh, From the heart that's right all I there. want to say about that. <laughs> okay.
0: I hope they can forgive you too. Yeah. I have a confession to make also. I occasionally struggle with remembering people's names and it's something that I feel guilty about. I know that it can come across as disrespectful or dismissive and for that, I apologize. I want to make it clear that it's not because I don't care about the person or that I don't value their presence in my life. It's just a personal struggle. Specifically, I've been worrying lately about forgetting Jessica's name, a recent guest <laughs> we had on the podcast, mm. and I know that it's important to her that I remember I was particularly worried about this during a podcast where I was introducing her, and I know that it could have been quite embarrassing. My wife, Shannon, and I have come up with a strategy to help me remember people's names, which is to make sure we meet them multiple times. And every time we do, we try to focus on their name. Unfortunately, I sometimes find myself (laughs) mumbling their name when introducing them to others, making it hard for them to hear. I apologize for this, and I will make sure to (laughs) speak clearly in the future. I promise to make more effort to remember people's names in the future and to be more mindful of how my forgetfulness can affect others. To Jessica. (laughs) I apologize if my forgetfulness has caused any inconvenience or hurt feelings. (laughs) I know how important it is to remember people's names and I will do my best to remember yours. <laughs> That's
2: so nice, Chris. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: That was quite emotional.
2: Yeah. <sighs> There's tears. Um
1: That's a heavy round of confessions this time. Oh yeah.
2: man, no kidding. I think we're just maturing and we're growing in our capacity for empathy and and uh thoughtfulness. So Yeah. Okay, well if uh <laughs>
0: If you, if you want to confess something to us, tell us about AI. Your concerns about it. You should send us an email: harmoniousgentleman at gmail dot com. I really want to get an AI written email from someone.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, you need to guess which one of us used the AI for our confession. Yeah,
2: that's right.
0: Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah.
1: And we're uh, we're going to use social media. I'll just say that we're going to continue to use social media so yeah. you can find us there yeah instagram twitter things like that
0: maybe we can use the image generating yeah um ai to like do something for our podcast cool um we have some
2: guests uh potentially coming up uh, but we are always open to suggestions so if you have a friend or know someone or have a good idea for a guest that we that you think we would like talking to uh let us know because there are a lot of cool people out there that we don't uh Always, yeah. We don't always know, so huh. let us know. Yeah, or if you want to be a guest, it's fifty ba bu- fifty bucks.
0: Yeah, and, come and we, on. we pay you in tens. Yeah, no, you pay. No. Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah. they pay us. <laughs> they pay us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks Tyler for hosting and having cookies for us. Yeah, thanks Man, Tyler. You're welcome. My goodness, and Chris, right on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to re-record my confession.
2: Oh, it was awesome. Was great. Right, okay. All right, I'll see you
0: next On time. The Harmonious Gentle Box. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen.
2: Gentlemen. Harmonious <laughs> Gentlemen.